Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to everyone's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and medicine. This is Nip Talk, and today we got some great topics for you. First off, what are the most dangerous medical emergencies? We're going to talk about those. Also, what are the damaging effects that the sun does to our skin? We're going to find out. And finally, the TikTok surgeon finds out her fate. What happened? Tune in right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk an honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer, Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. With me, as always, is the great Sarah. How are you today, Sarah? On the white good. couch. I like when they bring the couch out. It looks me very it's impressive. I like that. Is it more comfortable than the chair? Kind of. A little bit, yeah. In the box, we got Trelvis. Welcome back and happy belated birthday. I heard it was your birthday last week. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah? I appreciate it. Yeah, it was my birthday. Did so. you do anything exciting or? Um, I went to Drake's and I got one of those Drake's Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, out of for Lovers. And I got one of those uh, cakes with the, what do you call it, the flares in it. It's not a flare, but. <laughs> like a sparkler? <laughs> yeah, a sparkler. That's it. Nice, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, I did so you that. had a good birthday? I did. I had a really good birthday. And I went to the gun range. So, yeah. You, you like to go shooting? Oh, well, I love it. I, I did not know that, dude. Yeah, we'll have to, where do you, do you go? Where do you go somewhere around here? Um, so I go in Garland. It's a spot called Target Master. Dude, mm -hmm. you and I have to go. I don't. We've never talked about this, but Absolutely. like, I, I grew up like shooting guns as a kid, and so I have like, I, I could arm like a like a militia. Really? Yeah, I could. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't shoot all the time, but I really do enjoy it, man. Dude, yeah. we should go sometime. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah my so my it. my wife's dad, my father in law, who my my dad passed away a long time ago, so yeah. my father in law is kind of like my dad now. Mm -hmm. um, he's a gunsmith. Oh, wow. And so he builds these custom guns, and anytime they come up for vacation, he always brings one. He's like, hey, I got this thing. Is you he the one that it? had the cannon in his yard? No, that was my sister. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was my sister that had the cannon. So, um, but yeah, dude, we'll have to go sometime. That would be, be awesome. I have a membership. It's kind of far away, but we could meet somewhere and go. Absolutely. What about you, Sarah? You want to join us? Like a, a I have one gun. A nip talk gun day. <laughs> that just sounds bad. <laughs> I've shot a lot of them, but I only own one. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to have something for protection, you know. Thanks. Yeah. I just enjoy. I you know, I'm not like a huge hunter, although I did when I was a kid. But I just like going out and just like you know shooting targets, like paper, you know, or like the 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 clay targets, like for mm -hmm. shotguns and stuff. I really enjoy it. It's kind of fun, you know. It is. It definitely, it's very therapeutic. Kind of relaxing. It is. You it's know, it's kind of, kind of, of like you release release the stress or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, now, they may, it makes me anxious. It makes you anxious? Yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, I mean, I, being serious, I mean, they are very dangerous Absolutely. weapons. And so you have to be super careful. And um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, growing up around here in Texas, at least where I grew up, it was just kind of how we grew up, you know, yeah. shooting, hunting and all that stuff. Um, Travis, I, I learned something new about you every time we do a show, <laughs> man. We're definitely going to have to go out and yes, go to the range sometime. You got to so. set it up. Let's do it. Yeah, for real. Like, I'm being serious. We're going to go. It'll yeah. be fun. I love going Sarah, do you want to come? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, that I, would be cool. Okay. I, I think I probably only shoot once a year. Really? Okay, we'll definitely do that. All right, we're gonna. I'll sort that out. You have so to, you have to now, teach me how to shoot my own gun again. Before we jump into the segments, um, I have to admit that I missed Madonna's announcement. I, we've yeah, been talking about I Mad saw it. Madonna's every week. Now, Travis, I think you you know about it, right? You. Mm -hmm. All right, so what did, what did she say? Did she say anything specific? So there was like a, a long statement that she released. Um, she basically thanked everybody for their support. Okay. Um, and she didn't really give like super detail, I don't think, about like okay. what exactly what it happened? was. What yeah. happened, yeah. what exactly right. it was. But um, she said that she felt better. And uh, when she did actually like go into the hospital, two things she thought about, um, I think, was her kids, for one. Okay. And then the other thing was uh, refunding people their money back. So for, did, like, the did she say they canceled the tour? I don't think they canceled it. They may have postponed it. Yeah, they may have postponed it, but I don't think they've canceled it officially just yet. Okay, but she didn't mention like what happened or anything like that. No, she wasn't very like specific on it at least. Dude, I I mean I have to say that uh I think probably the the overdose thing is probably because if if it was like a bacterial infection, you'd probably be like, Oh yeah, I you know, whatever got sick from this bacteria. But they don't say anything. Trying to like hush it. Yeah, right. They just kind of they kind of gloss over it. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thanks everybody. I'll see you next uh, next time next tour. But, well, I wish you the best. Silly uh, celebrity things. Right. I wish her the best, and uh, you know, hope she's truly okay. Uh, but that's interesting. That's it's pretty wild. To, you know, canceling a major tour like that yeah, over right. over some unknown. People get real mad too, because I mean, I could see why, especially if you like bought plane tickets, you had a yeah. hotel set up already. Oh sure. Yep. Like all of that stuff. I wonder, it's like you can't get your flights refunded. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. I wonder, I, it'll be curious to see if like it's postponed forever or like six months, a year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Crazy. I hope, I hope not for her because then that means something really bad. I know. I hope she does all right. Like I, I do love Madonna. Like I, I feel bad that we talk about her, but I mean, she's in the news and she's, you know, plastic surgery. She related. wants us to talk about her. She does. I mean, she probably does want us to talk about her. Probably not in the way that we're always talking about her but she, no, no such thing as bad publicity right nope so all right well let's roll into some segments so i don't know if you if you saw sarah i, I kind of keep track of like which one of our videos are pop we had a really popular video the other day it was which one? the one the one about the world's most dangerous or the most dangerous surgeries out there oh yeah yeah people are eating that one up nice. and so um i mean it is kind of interesting and so i want to do a similar topic because why well that one was pretty popular so i thought let's let's roll into something that that also might be interesting. So today we're gonna to talk about the most dangerous medical emergencies. Okay. And so I have a list of 10 things that would be considered medical emergencies. And I didn't include trauma. So like, there's nothing in Gun here shot. like I got shot or yeah. I stabbed myself in the neck with a ice pick or whatever. Like these are, these are medical emergencies. You did it to yourself. <laughs> well, whatever. These are medical <laughs> emergencies. So like, you know, non-traumatic type things. Yes. And so I made a list of top 10 things that are, are considered to be, you know, pretty dangerous events and so uh i don't know do you guys want me to like quiz you or you just want me to talk about it? <laughs> what do you guys feel like doing today i can i can we yeah can we guess yeah sure and then you can tell us if it's on there like what it's ranked at oh, you want to guess some yeah. yeah that'd be fun well yeah okay so all right uh yeah all right so what do you think are some um Sarah, heart jump? attack that is on Cardiac there that's definitely on there do you think that one's really so i rank these in most so i rank these these top 10 from least deadly to most deadly. And of course, even the least deadly is still dangerous. So you think heart attacks? Think heart I think attack, it's up there. Huh? I think it's up there. It, it, it is on the list. I wouldn't say it's at the very top. Oh, so, six. Huh? Is it number six? No. Oh. I have these in reverse order because I obviously 
<laughs> didn't think about this because I have number one <laughs> being the least. So I have a, this was my number three. What else do you think is on there? That's good. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. Stroke. Yeah, good. Man, nailed it. Um, that's two of the ten. Yeah, I mean, that's I cardiovascular I bet if you sat here, you could probably get over half of these. Uh, got Anything guess. else with your, I guess, your brain, like an aneurysm or something? So normally aneurysms would result in stroke. Yeah. That's that because it'll it'll be uh, a, it'll be a bleed. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, that's right. So. Um, I don't know. You're doing I great. Like I mean, hey, I, I'm I'm proud uh, of you. I mean, like a lot of people. Because I'm trying not to think about things that are like trauma that right. Can just yeah, I didn't include like body. car crash or like my parachute didn't open or whatever. Like these are like more medical. Some type of an obstruction. Yeah. That so perfect bowel perforation. Yeah, good man, you're killing it. All right, so I'm gonna roll into these. All right, so on the list here at number ten, uh, I have anaphylaxis. So you guys familiar with anaphylaxis? I've heard of it. I think I remember what it is. So anaphylaxis is basically the worst type of allergic reaction that you yeah. can have. Yeah, like when yeah. your throat closes or something. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the things you, your airway can you shut have, off. And so you have an EpiPen. The, the one thing about anaphylaxis you have to remember is that you have to have a second exposure to the event. So, for example, if you have uh, were to have an anaphylaxis uh, reaction to like a bee sting, you'd have to be stung by a bee first. Your body then creates these uh, protectors against bee stings. What happens is when you re when that thing rehappens to you again your body overreacts and and that's how that you get into trouble with this and so i actually to be honest i i didn't remember like what the the risk of death for anaphylaxis was i know it's not insignificant but it's not super high so the risk of death from anaphylaxis is one to two percent so if you have an anaphylactic reaction there's a one two percent one to two percent chance that you're going to die and the other thing that I looked at with these dangerous uh, medical emergencies is how common are they, right? Yeah. So how many people go into anaphylaxis every year? And so uh, for anaphylaxis, it ranges from 50 to 100,000 people per year in the United States that have an anaphylactic reaction. So that, that accounts for about 1,000 deaths uh, a year. From I think it happened to me when I was a kid. You, from what? Uh, fire ants, like anything that has a sting. My sisters put, put me outside to play and... So you live in Texas, but you're deadly allergic to fire ants? I was when I was a kid. Oh, but you're not anymore? No. Okay, that's So good. my mom used to have to carry an EpiPen around. Really? Like I was allergic yeah. to, they found out I was allergic to like fire ants, like mm. any type of Stinging bug that insect. like had like a, some type of, you know, venom in it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, fire ants are the worst. I hate fire ants so much. Yeah. I remember when I played football, uh, I grew up here playing football in, te you know, in Texas and, you know, they'd, the fire ants would like make mounds on the field and you get tackled into like a... a amount of fire ants and like people be on top of you like no the yeah. fire ants are getting me well, you, and you don't feel them until it's too late oh right yeah so uh next on the list is one that you hear about a lot and that's pneumonia yeah so you guys are familiar with pneumonia right yes. Mm -hmm. yeah yes. absolutely so there's there's a few different types of pneumonia there's bacterial and then there's like viral pneumonias mm -hmm. and of course the bacterial tend to be the worst you know covid pneumonia that would be a viral one typically okay. that's not as dangerous so pneumonia is, is definitely a little bit more dangerous. The risk of death from that overall is about 5%. Um, now, of course, there are certain people who are more at risk. That would be you know, elderly people, yeah. really young people. Um, but the thing is, is that the, there are a ton of pneumonia cases every year. There's about mm -hmm. 1 million cases of pneumonia every year. So you're looking at about 50,000 deaths yeah. per year from pneumonia. Next on the list is yours. So this is number eight, I guess, heart attack. Okay. So lots of heart attacks every year, a little less than, than pneumonia. There's about 800,000 people that have heart attacks every year. Um, of those, I think 600,000 are first heart attacks, 200,000 are, are repeat heart attacks. And the risk of death from that, about 12%. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, that's actually a little lower than I, I thought. I would have guessed it would be around 20%, maybe just kind of ballparking it. You know, I mean, that means roughly it's like a one in nine chance of dying from a heart attack. Um, so, you know, that's good. It means, it means if you have a heart attack, there's definitely a high chance that you could survive it. So next is one that you, I always heard about this when we were talking about going to college, and that's meningitis. You guys familiar with meningitis? Yes. <laughs> so meningitis is basically an inflammation of the brain or spinal cord membranes. And mostly, most, most of the time that's due to an infection. And once again, like pneumonia, it can be from bacteria or viral. Uh -huh. And the bacteria is, is much more dangerous. So risk from uh, death of bacterial meningitis is 15 to 20% pretty high. Viral is a little bit lower, 1% to 10%. Now, the good thing about meningitis is it's pretty rare. Yeah. So although it can be very, very dangerous or deadly, there's only about is 500. There, isn't there like a vaccine for virus? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah look, God, you're so, you should just go to med school. I went, you, I would have a health degree. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. You got you wear so many hats. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait, I, I took a lot of classes to go to PA school, but I never went. Yeah. No, it's never too late. <laughs> um, so there's about 500 to 1,000 cases of meningitis every year. All right, next, the one that you named, stroke. So stroke is very common as well. Uh, there's 800,000 stroke episodes every year. So yeah. pretty big number. Uh, as I was mentioned earlier, there are two types of stroke. There's uh, clots, yeah. like so occlusive stroke, meaning a blood vessel gets blocked by a blood clot. And then there's bleeds, which is the one that you were kind of alluding to with an aneurysm or a, a abnormal blood vessel that, that ruptures. Now, the risk of death of stroke is, is there's, two, there's two measurements. Most people measure, okay, is what's the risk of death in the immediate time frame, so like in the first few weeks, and then what's the risk of death in a year? Mm -hmm. So risk of death in the immediate time frame is 12%, but if you extrapolate that out to a year, it's about 25%. So strokes are pretty dangerous. Um, definitely something that... Uh, you want to keep track of your cholesterol, which also that goes along with heart attacks, which by the way, I just have my blood tested because I had to get some life insurance and my cholesterol is good. Good. I'm getting older, so you know, it can't just assume it's going to be good. Yeah, high blood pressure and That's right. all of that runs in my family. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you need to stay on top of it then. Yeah. yeah. So strokes are, yeah, number six. So number five, um, aortic dissection. So uh, you guys have heard of the aorta? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the aorta is the major blood vessel that comes out of your heart. Mm -hmm. And so a dissection is when the blood flow gets into the walls of the blood vessel. Okay. So it's not flowing through. Like imagine like a garden hose. And if we're getting to like the layers that make the wall of the hose, then the water, or in this case, blood, is not flowing where it yeah. should be. And what happens is when that blood flow gets into the wall, it can actually occlude the whole artery. Yeah. So these are very – and uh, you know who died of this was um, – who was the guy from Three's Company? Jack Tripper. What's his real name? Um, uh, Jack yeah, I Tripper. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I think we talked about this one time. I think we did. Anyway, Jack Tripper, I hate that I can't remember his name. I'll remember it in a minute. He died in aortic dissection. Yeah. Um, that's really bugging me. I can't remember his name. Just watch the other video. I'm pretty sure we talked about it last week. <laughs> yeah. I swear we did. Oh, my God. I'll come to John it. John Ritter. Yeah. Ritter, yeah, that's yeah, right. Ritter. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Thank you. I was, like, flailing. I was like, yeah. Travis, help. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out myself. Thanks, John, dude. John Ritter. Thanks, man. Got you. So, yeah, John Ritter died of aortic So, if you have an aortic dissection, your risk of death is 30%. Mm. It's pretty high. I, I mean, mean, like, sound, I mean, it sounds very serious. It, it, it does sound right. Your blood vessels are suddenly your, not your flowing Your major artery. Um, so fortunately, there's not a ton of aortic dissections every year, about okay. 10,000. So you're looking around 3,000 deaths. Uh, number four, bowel perforation. 
So you were kind of talking about that. We were talking about obstruction, which can lead to bowel perforations. Yeah. Other thing that can lead to bowel perforations are things like ulcers. Like if you get a bad ulcer, like in your stomach, or if you get um, diverticulitis. Somebody, somebody um, was found out that that was why they died. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. You were exactly right. She had a bowel obstruction. Yeah. I, don't, I assume that she perforated. I saw that. You're, yeah. We really are, we, we're on top of things. Like I know. We're very news. We know a lot about the news. We should be proud of ourselves. We know things. We know we know things on this show. <laughs> hey, actually, uh, also too, uh, one of the viewers actually chimed in and said it. Uh, Timberbine. I, I know I probably killed that name, but um, they exit. They talk about Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. So they just had actually mentioned it. That's exactly right. I saw mm -hmm. that she. Uh, they just came out that she. I actually had forgotten that she died. I. I. I when I saw, it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot she died. And yeah, then of course, they just like they just announced like what she died. And, and I hate to say I this, anytime a celebrity dies, I'm always like, it was a drug overdose, yeah. um, which is terrible. And and I just, just you know I know that she'd had some issues in the past, so I just kind of thought that. But yeah, she died of bowel perforation. And and further, the reason she had a bowel obstruction was she'd had uh, weight loss surgery. Uh, and so when you have when you have intra-abdominal surgeries, it increases the risk that you have a bowel obstruction down the road. What is what is the obstruction? So Food, what happens is, is when you go into the abdomen and you start doing work, it when you when you leave, like scar tissue forms. And so instead of everything being kind of free and mobile in there, you get these bands of scar and the intestines will like loop over them, almost like a garden hose looping over on itself and making a kink. Oh. And then that makes the obstruction. And then if it's not relieved, it can it can rupture or the bowel can even die. You can get necrotic bowel or intestines. So that's that's really bad. So Sounds bowel perforation. Painful. Thank you. And who is that person, uh, Travis? Somebody we know. Um, so his name is Timber Bannon. I think is how you pronounce oh, okay. it. Okay. Well, thank mm -hmm. you so much oh, for Tim chiming. Tim Bannon. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for chiming in there, Tim. Um, so <laughs> bowel. <laughs> yeah, I like to like say thank you for chiming in. Um, risk of bowel perforation death thirty percent. Yeah. Yeah, pretty high. And there's actually a fair number of bowel uh, perforations in the United States every year around 50,000. So you're talking about- Can you about get a bowel obstruction from like after you have a C-section if they don't put your stuff in back in correctly? Uh, you could. I mean, it's it's less likely because like you're down low? so low, right? And so on a C-section, the incision's very low. And, and basically the first thing that you see when you enter into the abdominal cavity is the uterus. So you're not really getting into like all the intestines as much as if you're doing something like a, a weight loss surgery. Okay. So there's not a lot of- I was just thinking about that because I remember my daughter's dad telling me that they were just like pulling stuff out of me. And, <laughs> and I was like, what? It's very graphic. I mean, I like, okay, yeah. No, I mean, typically when you're doing a C-section, I've actually done a few C-sections back forever ago. Uh, yeah, you open up the bottom, like this uterus is right there. You, you get the baby out. But then, you know, you're getting clot and stuff out. And I mean, that's probably more, with, you know. You know, Which, what he was stuff. probably Plac seeing. Placenta, you know, is what they're pulling out, not necessarily your, your intestines. So, but that's that's good. I like that. It's very graphic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so moving on to the top three now. All right, so these are the top three most dangerous medical emergencies: septic shock. Okay. So sepsis is a is a infection that gets in your blood, mm -hmm. and I did I did go specifically for septic shock. So the difference in sepsis and septic shock. So sepsis is when you get a blood infection. Mm -hmm. Septic shock is when it's bad enough that it starts to affect your other, your other body organs. Yeah, so okay. something starts shutting that, down. Think, yeah, things start shutting down. So the risk of death from septic shock is 35%. So we're getting up there. And the total number of 
patients that have any type of shock in the United States, huge number, 1.7 million people, and roughly there's about 270,000 deaths. I wonder if that's like an age thing or like a... For sure. Like older you get, the more risky it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, you know, the younger you are, the healthier you are, the more likely you're going to bounce back from one of these you know, bad things. So, okay, number two is cardiac arrest. Okay. So your heart stops beating. And then that could be from a lot of things. One of the most common reasons that people's heart stops beating is they get into like a malignant rhythm, like some sort of, you know like the way the heart beats gets, gets irregular and it causes them to go into cardiac arrest. It could be from like a blow to the chest. There was that football player whose name I'll never remember that, that yes. Travis, you probably know, you know, uh, it was Lamar Hamlin, I believe. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he took a blow to the chest, caused cardiac arrest. Um, it could be from things like a heart attack. So there's a little bit of overlap here, but cardiac arrest is really bad. If your heart stops, you're in big trouble. Even if you get treatment, risk of death, 75%. That's what happened to my dad. Your dad died of cardiac arrest? Mm -hmm. Like four years ago. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. No, it's cool. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's like very rampant in my family. His brother died of a cardiac arrest as well. You got to go make sure you go see a cardiologist and get on top of that. I'm going to make you go to the doctor. I have natural, I, my blood pressure's always been high. You have got to go to the doctor, Sarah. <laughs> you can't be like dying here on stage. <laughs> I, I promise like, I will. Give medical care or something. <laughs> okay, so number of cardiac arrests annually, 350 to 400,000. So that's a pretty big number. Yeah. Okay, number one, most dangerous, most deadly medical emergency. Anyone have any idea? Uh, asthma attack? No, that's not a bad guess. No, no that's not on there. Uh, it would be hard for you guys to get this. This is kind of an obscure one. Uh, so it's a rupture of a aortic aneurysm. Mm. We've so another kind of, aorta. Another aorta thing. So what that means is as that giant blood vessel goes down, if it gets plaque buildup, it becomes a weak spot. And just like if you air a tire up too much, and you've, have you ever seen a tire get like this kind of bulge on it? Um, like yeah, a, maybe like, like a, a bike tire. Yeah, a bike one, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that would be an aneurysm if it was on a blood vessel. And so that okay. makes a weak spot. And this is your major blood vessel. And if that thing ruptures, you are in trouble. So risk of death from an aortic, aortic aneurysm rupture is 80%. I wonder how that happens. Is that just like poor health or uh, genetic? It's, it's usually related to cholesterol buildup. Okay. You get cholesterols in your blood vessels, and then that makes a weak spot. And then if you have high blood pressure as well, it, it, it causes that area to kind of bulge out, you know? Mm -hmm. So almost like if you have a tire that has a defect and you air it up too much, because like think of putting too much air as high blood pressure, then it goes and it makes a thing. And if you keep going, it yeah. pops. And when these pop, it's extremely deadly. So um, fortunately, it's not super common. It's not common as like a stroke or heart attack. There's about 20,000 episodes of this per year, but that means about 16,000 people die. So those are the top 10 most dangerous medical emergencies, of which I want to have zero of these uh, in my lifetime, I'm hoping. Two of them run in my family, or heart attack, cardiac gonna, arrest, and stroke. I'm going to make you go to the doctor. <laughs> I've been to the doctor. All right, good. Would you tell them all these things? Yeah. All right, good. Well, it's important. You know, got it. I'm the worst. I need, I, I've actually started going to the doctor more often. Well, girls, I feel like it's more, girls go to the doctor, I think, more than boys and Girls do. are much more responsible than guys. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, you go. you go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. I do. Oh, good. All right, good. Very good. You go to get, like, your annual exam yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't ever do that. I'm just, I'm bad. But I'm getting better. Yeah, telling me to go to the doctor. <laughs> I, I know, right? Doctor, heal thyself. Okay, it, <laughs> let me know what you think about those medical emergencies. If I missed one or you want to hear about a different one, leave a comment and we'll talk about it. Yep. So, okay, moving on. 
Uh, it's been blazing hot lately. Like, if you yeah. go outside, you melt. I don't know if you guys know, Texas is in kind of a heat wave. I think it was like 106 or something yesterday. Yeah, there was like a picture of the map, and it was like top top hottest places on earth and it was like, like texas <laughs> and then there was like all these other places yeah. and i was like of course surface of the sun dallas texas yeah. the desert so uh with the summer in full swing and for all our friends who are watching in places where the sun is very intense i wanted to talk about some of the negative effects of the sun on the skin and we did talk about we talked about skin cancer this is going to be a little bit deeper yeah i think dive. we talked about like sunscreen yeah, we were talking about sun can or sun cancer, skin cancer, <laughs> and so skin cancer and the sun do kind of go hand in hand. But I wanted to take a little bit deeper dive, and I have to thank my wife for this. And the reason I came up with this uh, topic is because the actress Gwyneth Paltrow, who mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys have heard her, she posted on Instagram and she posted this picture of her. And she was at the beach, and like the internet went crazy. Like the comments was all about, "Oh my gosh, what happened to your skin?" So throw that picture up, that first one. Yeah. And I don't know, it might be hard for you guys to see on the screen back there, but you know, what people were looking at was like her skin and how it, it, it looks like, like it's, her age it's aged and she's got the dark spots and she's got like these wrinkles. And so, you know, people are used to seeing Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, in the movies all made up. And so it, like the internet went wild. And so, and I'm not like trying to harp on Gwyneth Paltrow. I love her. She's a great actress, very successful and all that. But in the picture, there definitely is some signs of, um, of sun exposure to her skin. So I want to do a little segment on what exactly are the negative things that the sun does to our skin. Yeah. So the first would be premature photoaging. This is related to the ultraviolet light effects on the skin. And I have a little zoom in picture. Can you throw that next one up, Travis, there if you could? Yeah. So you see how her skin, it almost looks kind of dry, almost looks kind of leathery. There's the dark spots. You can notice she's got, you know, got some uh, noticeable wrinkles. Uh, these are all kind of classic appearances of photo aging. Um, so, you know, without doubt, if, if you get a lot of sun exposure and this is something that you do year after year, it is going to age you. I mean, yeah. there is no doubt whatsoever. Some of it is genetic. Some people do have a little bit more protection from that than others, uh, but everyone's going to take some effect. Also, the darker your skin tone is, the, the more protection you get. Um, so people who are more fair versus more dark skinned are going to be at, at bigger risk. Yeah, so, my my skin's always been pretty olivey colored. Yeah, you have a good you have a good tone. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more pasty than you. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, she looks like she's deaf. She was, she does not have a top on. Just so we can throw that out there. She doesn't have a what? She doesn't have a top on. She doesn't? <laughs> no. She does. She's topless. That's a big look. That is not her bikini. That is the sun. That's her uh, tan. It's a tan line. <laughs> you can she's out there. She's up there sunbathing. Yeah. Oh topless. my gosh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. That's probably why she posted the picture to be like, ooh. Risque. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Not, that's a good pickup. I just, I hey, that, I look I, like I have skin cancer. I assume cancer. that white area on her skin was her was No, a white that's, her, that's her uh, tan line. Oh my gosh. That's why you're here. Point out the things that I missed. All right, next up, actinic keratoses. Okay, so actinic keratoses, and I do have a picture, Travis, if you want to throw that up. These are basically scaly, patchy areas of sun damage that are precancerous. And so I, I see these, these, these come through my office. They can, they can be a little bit worrisome for looking like skin cancers. And to be fair, they are precancers. If they're uh, not dealt with, they, they can convert into squamous cell cancer. So this is a direct effect of ultraviolet radiation uh, exposure to your skin. Uh, of course, the more you get, the more likely you are to have them. 
Um, so something you definitely want to watch out for if you are exposed to the sun a lot or have a long history of that. So next is the hyperpigmentation. Um, this is sometimes called sunspots, liver spots, age spots. I got a, just a random, I mean, we could look at Paltrow again, but these are the same things. Yeah. You know, and, and these are pretty common, in fact. Like, I've noticed I got a couple of these on, on myself. I think my wife's got a couple of them. I mean, this is something you can get pretty, pretty early. Uh, these are just kind of darkened pigmentations that, that come up from, from the sun. Uh, they, it is kind of a sign of aging. Um, and actually, you can get rid of these. Like, some of the intense pulse lights can get rid of these. Mm -hmm. And I guess we can talk about the end, some of the things you can do to, um, to prevent these things. Uh, so next thing is sunburn. Well, yeah. we're all familiar with sunburn. It's where yeah. you basically get a true burn to your skin. Uh, it definitely is worse for your skin to get sunburns. There's some, a lot of studies out there show that repeated sunburns dramatically increase your risk of skin cancer, yeah. um, including melanoma, which is the, the really, really bad one. And yeah, so, that's the bad one. That's the one you don't want to get, right? So moving on, skin cancers. And we talked about this, like, I think a month or two ago when summer was starting to kick off. I have a little picture there that's like the three skin cancers that, that you can see. Basal cell tends to be kind of waxy, flesh-colored nodules. Squamous cell tends to be more like a wound, almost like the, um, like the actinic keratosis, but worse. The kind of classic thing for squamous cell cancer is a spot on your skin that makes a little wound and scabs up and heals and then repeats that process over and over. Okay. And then melanoma is the really bad one. Melanoma looks like a really angry, nasty-looking mole. Yeah. That is changing in shape or growing. Like yep. gross, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one you definitely want to be super, super cautious about. Fortunately, basal cell and squamous cell very rarely get bad enough to put your life at risk, but melanoma absolutely can kill you. So if you have a mole on your body that's changing, go see a doctor. Uh, next would be skin immune system suppression. So the more exposure, I mean, basically there are, uh, there's things in your skin which, uh, reverse damaged cells okay and so that would be your immune suppression it when you get a lot of sun exposure your your body's ability your skin's ability to fix damaged cells starts to dissipate and that's why skin cancer becomes becomes a risk and then lastly as far as one of the bad things the sun does to your skin is called solar elastosis and i got a picture of that I, the skin tends to look kind of yellowy appears thickened or almost leathery once again, there's a lot of kind of crossover between all these different things, but solar elastosis is, is something that, that definitely can happen with like repeated sun exposure. People are out in the sun like every day, all day for, for years and years. Yeah, that, that's not cute. I do like how you put the, the square over the eye. Just yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah, I pulled this off a database. So yeah, I didn't do that. It was kind of funny, right? Like it's like they needed to like to do something so you couldn't identify right. it. We'll <laughs> never, we'll never figure out that. <laughs> Who is that person? I think that picture is like decades old, honestly. So, yeah. um, Also, one thing I would like to say is Yikes. that smoking <laughs> exacerbates the effects of sun damage on the skin. And someone actually mentioned on Gwyneth Paltrow's like enormous comment list that, oh, by the way, she used to be a big heavy smoker and that may have contributed to why her skin looks like that. And they're absolutely right. You know, if you're a smoker and you get sun exposure, it's kind of like the double whammy for having aged skin. And, you know, I have people come into my office sometimes and I can, you know, look at them. I mean, I don't like, you know, give them grief about it, but like in my mind, I'm like, oh, this person, you know, either has had a ton of sun exposure, has been a really heavy smoker or both. And yeah. you can, I can just tell by their skin. So, um, you know, as far as what to do to protect it, uh, sunblock is the big one, you know, yeah. staying out of the sun, using sunblock, keeping hydrated, seeking shade, especially during the really kind of intense sun times, which is, you know, noon to like four or five o'clock. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where when you're young, you don't think about it. You're like, oh, I want to get a nice tan and look good. But it does have its effects uh, over time and mm -hmm. it can really make you look more aged. And uh, as I said, there are things you can do to your skin if it gets like that. I mean, you can, yeah. you can zap away dark spots. You can do treatments to, to kind of reverse those effects. But it's always better if you don't have to do those things. Yeah, I think I've definitely, back in the day, I would not wear that much sunscreen, yeah, at, if at all. I but now I'm more cautious about it, for sure. Yeah, you, you know, you get smarter. Especially since I have Avery, and she has a lot fairer skin than I do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, every, is it like two or three two hours? Two hours, that's yeah. right. Two hours, waterproof sunblock. Yeah, and it, it's like anything above SPF 30 is what you're supposed to use. Yeah. Like anything below that's not even really doing that much really right i mean i would say that you like 30 is kind of what you really should aim for or I even think i have 50, or even 50. For Avery. yeah <laughs> now i will tell you that as if i'm out in the sun and i get like a like a base tan like because the darker your skin is the more it protects you yeah and so as the summer goes on if i get a little bit of a base tan i'll kind of go from like using 30 to maybe using 20 or whatever the next step down is yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is you do want to protect your skin. If you just run yeah. out there with no sunscreen on, you're going to get damaged and you're going to end up looking much older than you should when you're not that old. So yeah, 100%. Sorry, sun's bad for you. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but it's also bad. good for you. The sun's also good. It's such a conundrum. Okay, moving on to our final segment of the day. And this is kind of a circle back on a topic that we've talked about a couple times. So you guys remember the TikTok famous surgeon, Dr. Yes. Roxy? Mm -hmm. All right, so for, yes, for yes. those who haven't seen the, our, our previous episodes about Dr. Roxy, she was a plastic surgeon who got pretty famous on TikTok. She had close to a million followers. And the reason she got so popular is she was live streaming her surgeries, uh, which is kind of a controversial thing to do. Um, Dr. Miami was kind of the first one to do it on Snapchat and uh, Dr. Roxy kind of took it to the next level and she was live streaming a lot of surgeries and what really got her in trouble is she seemed to be concentrating more on the live stream than the actual surgery. Yeah. And so um, I, I have a couple videos I'm just going to show Trellis, uh, let's see, can you throw up that, that first video? Yeah, this is, so you do a lot of these videos, which I mean, that's not really dangerous for patients. I mean, they, they're just <laughs> no. kind of like silly TikTok type videos, which some people were, yeah, okay, this is the big one. So that's her doing liposuction and she's just talking to the camera and, and at times not even really looking at what she's doing. And so, and, and this is, that is just somebody's neck. Yeah, it's just someone's neck. Yeah, oh. and she's even talking about it. It just makes me want to like. And she ooh. even like was talking about how dangerous it is to do liposuction on the neck because there's so many critical structures in there. And she's just like and she's not like, even looking. Not even really looking at what she's doing. So, oh, what God. ended up happening is, of course, the, the medical board got on to her about, hey, we have some concerns about this, and they reached out to her a few times, and she kept doing it. She kept doing it. Well. Eventually, it kind of caught up with her because she had three patients that got really significant complications um, from injuries. Specifically from like liposuction? Yeah, specifically stuff. from liposuction. Uh, one patient, well, I think two of the patients got ruptured bowel. So the intestine got ruptured, which, yeah. you know, that is one of the most dangerous risks of doing liposuction is that you you go too deep and you you injure an internal organ yeah because um, liposuction should all be above the layer of your your fascia which is the kind of the muscular layer which separates your insides from your outsides and so she got too deep she punctured some intestines patients got super sick one patient ended up with brain damage um, and these are patients that that she was operating on 
while she was live streaming. Wow. And so I guess it was last year the medical board, you know, pulled her license and then there was this big investigation. And we talked about it a month ago because they wrapped up the investigation and they have like a month to decide what, okay. you know, what are they going to do with her. So yesterday they announced it or two days ago. What do you think happened? I think they took her license yeah, away. They yeah, they, they gave her a permanent ban in the state of Ohio. Um, yeah, so Dr. Roxy got banned from medicine in, in the state of Ohio. And that's kind of a bad thing because, you know, the first thing you might think is, well, she can just go to another state. Well, it's like change her name. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you have to, when you apply for a medical license, you have to state if you've had any sanctions or anything against you. And so, un unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, I mean, this is going to follow her. And, and realistically, it's going to be it's going to be hard for her to practice medicine again. And you think that she could like be like a, like a care now doctor or anything I like mean, that you need a medical license to do that. I know, but like versus being a plastic surgeon ever again. Mm, you no, know, I don't, I mean, it'd be hard because you, you have to have that medical license mm -hmm. to, to practice medicine. Yeah. And so the state of Ohio said she's permanently banned. And so she can't appeal it, but she didn't even say that she was going to appeal it. Um, she's going to keep making, stupid TikToks, I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure what she's going to do. Uh, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I, you know, she, she made a huge mistake. Patients got hurt. I, I do feel bad for her. She was talking about how her husband like had left her because of all this. And like, you know, her kids are, you know, taking grief at school because of all this. I mean, it's just kind of really kind of gone bad for her. And so you do feel bad for her, but I mean, it's intense. Yeah, so it's crazy stuff. I, I don't know what you can do. There are like non-medical jobs that doctors can do. I mean, things like working for an insurance company or, you know, clinical research type. Being like a teacher. Yeah, I mean that. That's another thing. Yeah, for sure. So um, I kind of felt like I remember last time when we talked about her. I was I was really felt like she probably was going to permanently lose her license. I mean, you know, I, if it had been one event, you could probably say, okay, well, something something bad happens and you, you you learn from this mistake and you move on but yeah. you know apparently the medical board had told her multiple times not to do well, this it's kind of hard to ignore like straight up proof right yeah it was video. like a repeated thing where she was having um these live streams and then they had concerns she wasn't paying attention and yet there was multiple people that got injured and uh so yeah i think it was it was probably a fairly easy decision for the board to to make that um, I think so. so. I immediately said it. Yeah, she got. Yeah. She got got. She got got. So, mm. um, I, I hope that you know she can you know find some peace and find something to do. And um, I'm sure you know, she will. Yeah, and you know I hope the patients are all right too. Just sad. To, I mean, it's something to be learned about. You know, uh, for doctors really not to let that kind of social media you know get taken too far. Um, it's almost like people are you know pushing the limits. Uh, on you know what they're doing with like live streaming and at the end of the day I mean you're practicing medicine and there are risks associated with that yeah. and you have to kind of focus on that um, yeah I've never really been big about I I briefly thought about live streaming some surgeries and I was like nah I don't think I'm gonna do that like that's I feel just, like that's too much pressure yeah I mean I don't mind the pressure it's just I just don't want any distractions you know yeah even when you're doing things that are pretty routine I mean you just don't need why you know it'd be like if an airline pilot was you know doing a live stream while he's flying. I mean, the, people would probably look down upon that. It's like, hey man, fly the plane. Yeah. You know, <laughs> get us there safe, right? Yeah. So, all right, well, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
I think it's about Any all good the time. Think about all the time we have today. Please let us know what you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and we'll talk about what you want to hear about. See you next week on Nip Talk.